0: Okay, welcome back to my podcast, Noble Bullshit With Joe, thank you for being here, um, so in this podcast we are going to talk about care, growing up in care, and I'm going to tell you a bit of my life story, um, because I think it's important to share, and I don't know, you guys might have been through some similar shit, so maybe we can share our stories together, Um so let's chat. This is like the third time I've tried to shoot this podcast, um, only because um, orbs keep flying across the screen. Um, because I also do a video version on the Facebook and the Instagram leads, um, and throw a few on the old TikTok website. Um, however, I'm doing the podcast, so let's go. I was born in 1988. I am now 34 years old. For the last week, I have been telling people that I'm 36 because I don't know about you, but when you get to our age, we tend to forget how old we are. It's like merges into one big lump sum of shitness. And uh, I am looking awfully bald. I'm styling the Boris Johnson haircut again um, with a massive beard. I'm seriously going to have to have that trimmed. Anyway, I was born in 1988 and I lived with my parents, so my dad was called Gunther, and my mum was called Tracy, and I lived with them in a small town called Macclesfield from 1988 to 89, 1991, 3, 93, 93 to 1993, Now I've not got a lot of memories from that, and I know they do say like the first five years of your life are absolutely vital um, to your development, and your behaviour, and the way you feel about the world, and I certainly do think I passed unintentionally, and I don't you know, I do feel like my past has had some massive impacts on the way that I respond to situations, or let me rephrase that, the way that I used to respond to situations before therapy and self-help and hypnotherapy and all them other things I went through, uh, I think it does certainly still a lot of trauma response, Um, not so much nowadays, but a lot of trauma response back in the day. I mean, still a little bit nowadays, but we can get back to that. So anyway, I remember a few memories from when I was growing up, but fuck me, they were violent. Violent, violent memories. Um, The one that sticks in my head the most is that um, I'm stood in the corner. um, Well, I'm not stood in the corner, I'm stood in a living room. Now, this is what I can remember. Um, It's like, I don't know about you guys, but you get like a vague memory of something, Um, but it's not vague, if that makes sense. So you get like a very vibrant memory but then the bits around it are hazy. So, like you're looking through binoculars maybe, or like you're looking through a lens, and then the stuff around the outside is hazy. Um, So one of my memories is I'm stood in this living room area, and I'm looking through this wooden door. Well, not a wooden door, the door's open. And I'm looking through this doorway, so like this door frame, and I can hear screaming uh, coming from the kitchen. And I can hear my dad Um, or I can see my dad, my shadow of my dad like slapping about my mum and (laughs) hitting her and stuff and I remember feeling absolutely terrified and being frozen to the spot and being that scared that I can't actually move Um, so yeah that's like one of my very early memories there's another one where I'm stood in the corner of the room Um, I know that when we were kids um, my sisters and brothers used to get sent to the corner and slapped about and stuff like that and I, whether I'd been sent to the corner or whatever, um, I remember being stood in the corner of the room. I remember behind me there being a lot of shouting and a lot of screaming, um, and I remember this wine bottle flying past the left side of my head and going into the front door, um, of our house, um, and smashing the window. And then the memory cuts out. I hear footsteps behind me, and the memory cuts out. So I'm like, wow. Okay, you know this isn't great. So. I then remember proceeding to foster care. Now, I don't know how the foster care system is now. And if it's the same as it was back in 1993 or similar, then it's broke. It really, really is broke. Um, and the adoption system, that's broke too. And we'll get to that. I'm going to tell my story first over this next couple of three podcasts. And then I'm going to get to the reason why I think the foster care system and the care system is completely really broke. Or I'll mingle it into the conversation that I'm having now. So... I got pulled into foster care and there were these, in all fairness, the the foster mum and foster dad were actually half decent people. You know, they were pretty nice people, especially the foster dad. Um, and they had also got like a, a lady there who they were looking after from a, from another rough background. Um, so she had two sons um, and she also had a, a daughter that she was looking after from another background. It had a bit of a rough upbringing like me. And the thing is i don't remember the transi- tran- the, the transition from foster uh, from my mum and dad's to foster placement don't remember that at all but what i do remember is i do remember waking up in this very strange house in this large bedroom so i was like i was in this imagine i'm in this single bed I'm five years, six years old, five, five, just five and a half years old. And I wake up in this single bed and I remember looking to the left of me and there was this big, massive window at the end of the room and there was this table and it had two... Uh, I can remember seeing the two legs and I can remember the tabletop there and it was shiny. And I remember just, like, thinking, where am I? And just sitting all upright and screaming Um, and I remember the lady who was looking after us come flying into the room, um, like, running up these flights of stairs and flying into the room. And we lived with this couple for a couple of years, um, literally only two years before we were adopted, so six, seven years. And during the course of that time, um, during the course of that time, I remember, again, a lot of violence. You know, uh, I do remember some nice things, so, like you know, actually having Christmas presents on Christmas. Uh, I don't really remember that being a thing as a, as a child. I don't remember being given anything. I probably was, but from five and under at uh, Christmas time. But I remember being, you know, the gifts, being gifts under the tree as a kid. Um, and there being like this ambulance thing with lots of noises. He used to press lots of buttons and he made lots of noises. And I was kind of obsessed with that. And I also remember being um, a, a very special occasion where the, the foster mum, she made like this um, cake, and... Um, must have been on my fifth birthday. She made this cake and it was like a log cake. Um, and she'd made it, she'd made a house out of it. And she'd put, I think she'd made it herself. And she'd put my candles on it and stuff, which was absolutely lovely. And they had this big back garden. Um, and it was massive with like a little bit of an allotment area at the back. Um this big house did. And they had this bush bag, an old knackered bush bag. And I used to spend hours in the garden going up and down and up and down and up and down the pathway. Um, But yeah, so the problem was when I was living there is I used to have issues with their foster daughter um, who they were also fostering because for some weird reason, she absolutely hated me. She liked my sister, but she hated me um, with a passion. Or did she like my sister? No, because she was horrible to her. She liked my sister most of the time, but she hated me. Um, And I remember her coming up the stairs one morning, I woke up and it was weekend. I used to love my weekends. So I remember coming upstairs one morning and she'd come into my room and she'd, she'd come right close to me and she'd grab me here. And she'd said to me, "No, no, remember, I'm a scared little kid. Um, I'm five, six years old. Um, but she was only about 13, 14 herself, I think, at the time. And she'd grab me here with her own issues. And she'd go, you don't get up until I say. So I was like, okay. And I'm laying bed and I'm laying bed and I'm laying bed and I'm laying bed. And I'm, bed and I'm thinking she's not coming in, I hadn't got a clue what time it was, so I laid in bed for as long as I could, and I was like, I'm going to have to get up, uh, so I remember going downstairs, and I remember going to the kitchen, I remember my foster, foster mom turning around and saying, it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon, just after dinner, why have you not got up yet, get upstairs, get changed, it's past your breakfast time, and thinking back to it, I'm like, hang on a minute, why did you not come upstairs, to this say, you know, to wake me up, say, are you getting up, or is everything okay, or checking on me, or just a bit weird, if you ask me. So I remember that, and I remember she used to beat the shit out of me whenever she got a chance. It must have been at least once a day. Um, she'd come into, now this house, let me just explain the house, the house was massive, so they had, like, this driveway, and then they had this massive back garden. And I remember, it was, I think it was, was it two or three stories high? It was definitely at least two stories high. Uh, definitely two stories high. But the bedrooms were at the other end of the house. So if there was noise going on at one end of the house, you couldn't really hear it at the other, or you couldn't hear it downstairs. Um, but I remember um, the, their foster daughter coming in. Uh, I'm purposely not saying her name um, for confidentiality reasons and all that jazz. But I remember a foster, their foster daughter coming in and absolutely leathering the shit out of me. Um, she'd, like, she'd, she'd just beat me up for no reason. You know, I remember smashing my head against the wardrobe and um, just grabbing my head and smashing it against the wardrobe and kicking me while I was on the floor and dragging me across the carpet and carpet burning my legs and stuff. Um, but one of the most horrific memories that I have is when we went away on holiday to Wales. Now, I remember when I was a kid, I was horrifically car sick. I hated the car or anything to do with that mode of transport. I'd be sick. Uh, and I used to fill plastic bags with vomit and it was absolutely disgusting. And, um, Remember, you did give you a sweet. Oh, a sweet will make you feel better. If anyone's had travel sick and been travel sick, mints don't make you feel better. um, All they do is come out and you're sick, which is gross. So, something you do grow out of normally when you get older. So, we'd gone to Wales and she was being really nice to me, this kid. Really, really nice to me. And she was like, let's go for a walk. So, I was like, right, okay. Now, um, my foster, this foster sister or whatever you want to call her or their foster daughter um had been not my actual sister this is this is the foster sister the foster daughter of theirs um she was being really nice to me now i'd known she she used to do this all the time she'd be really nice then be really horrible and i remember climbing over this barbed wire fence and i remember her saying that i'm going on walks i was like okay and then we got about halfway across the field away from the house so this, this was in Wales, by the way. We, we'd gone to Wales on holiday. So Wales House was here. We'd gone over this barbed wire fence and we were walking towards um, towards some streams or something. And she was, she, was like, she was like, come on, you need to walk quicker. I'm five years old. So we got about halfway across this field. And I remember grabbing my hand and being like, you need to walk quicker. And then she was like, you're not walking quick enough. We're going back. She getting really angry with me, again, for no reason. So she turns around, still having a hold of my hand, and she starts dragging me back towards this barbed wire fence. And I'm like, okay. You know, trying to run to keep up with her. I'm terrified I'm five years old. So she's going quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker towards this fence. And I'm like, right, okay. Um, And as we get to the fence, as we get to the barbed wire fence, I'm thinking to myself, I can't breathe because I'm <laughs> trying to get the air in as I'm running. Um, I'd gone to the point where I couldn't run anymore, so my legs had buckled, and she was just dragging me across the floor. And we got to the, um, we got to the barbed wire fence, and I remember her being completely overwhelmed with emotion, and she was like, "Right, climb over." So I'm very, you know, I'm terrified at this point. I'm trying to climb over this barbed wire fence, and I remember her hopping over it. And I'm, So I'm stood right, I've got the barbed wire fence in between my legs, I'm climbing over it, and she's on the opposite side of the fence now, so I've got one leg half over, the other one not, and I remember grab, her grabbing my hand and dragging me across the fence, and um, for the people that are on Facebook, that scar is the result. 20 odd years later if you can see that very well um and she ripped open my leg like i can't open it just sliced it um, sliced it open like proper diced it and i was like wow okay then um the pain (laughs) i remember so obviously she dragged me over this barbed wire fence she sliced my leg wide open i'm on the floor and i remember her cuffing her hands Covering her mouth with her hands and looking at me like eyes wide, and she's like, "Oh shit, what have I done?" Um, and I remember running, like leaning down, grabbing me, dragging me towards her face. She's like, "Right, you say anything, you say anything, and you're dead." Like you, and she looks around and she's looking around, and you can see her thinking. And she goes, "You were told by me." Not to go on a bike that was round the back of the uh, round the back of the building and you went on that bike and you didn't listen to me. And you cut yourself on that bike. So I was like, Right, okay, that's what I'll say. Um so she I then tried to stand up. Obviously I can't walk, I've got a massive gash in my leg. And I'm thinking, you know, she's gonna walk me gently towards the front door. Oh no, 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 no. So she continues to drag me. She drags me down this embankment, off this stone wall, by my knees. So obviously drags me across this gravel gravel driveway and to the door. I've got holes in my knees where the stones have ripped my knees open. I've got a massive scar on my leg. Well, not a scar at the time, but a massive open wound on my leg. And I had to go to hospital. The nurse is in foster care. So I get taken to hospital. The nurse has to put an injection in my leg, which I will never, ever forget for as long as I live. I'm throwing up in the car. Um, because I'm travel sick as we're travelling towards the hospital um, as we're driving the wound is don't listen if you're squeamish but the wound is open and it's painful because what's happening is the flaps of skin are smashing against each other as we're going over bumps blah, 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 blah. the thought of that is disgusting so gets to the hospital has this injection and then about a year later, about a year in um, to me living. Must have been about a year in or half a year in to be living with these people. I come downstairs one day. And I've been out in the garden. And I come back in. And I come into the kitchen. And when I'm in the kitchen. I remember where, the, the, the foster mum. God knows name. the foster mum coming up to me, and I remember kneeling in front of me. I must have been about five, five and a half, nearly six. And I remember her saying, "Can you come into the living room with me?" So I'm like, "Okay." So I'll, I go into the living room, and she sits me on her knee, and I remember her saying to me, "We've got some bad news." I'm like, right? Okay, or something along those lines, and. She said to me, unfortunately, um, last night your mum died. So I'm like, okay. And I remember her saying to me, she was, um, she was unfortunately killed. And your dad has has got to go away for a long time. Um, Basically, my dad had murdered my mum. When I was living in foster care. And he'd stabbed her to death and killed her. And that shit. I remember that as if it was yesterday. and I was five. And that shit stays with you. That shit. I don't get what anyone says. That shit stays with you. And. I don't remember much of that day. Other than. Just sitting on that bike. And going up and down in the garden. Just my mind. Fucked. And I remember being given a picture of dad from prison. To this day, now thinking about it, why would I want a picture of my dad? Surely I'd want a picture of my mum or a picture of both of them. Never got a picture of mum though, but I always got a picture of dad. So I was like, and I remember spending hours and hours walking up and down the kitchen, looking at this picture of my dad, not really understanding what the fuck was going on, what I was doing, why. I was in that situation Um, it was just something that I did you know and it was a weird situation to be in and then like a cattle we're for adoption me and my little sister my big brother and my big sister are wherever they are at the time and me and by the way we all speak now which is awesome but um me and my little sister are put up for adoption together. And what happens when you put up for adoption is people get to come and see you and see if they want to take you to be their children. And I remember these, this couple coming and they came to visit us. I remember this big man coming um, into the garden maybe a year after me finding out about my mum. And I remember him being a bit. he was a big dude, big ginger dude. And I remember him playing with me in the garden. And um, he got down on his knees and he was play fighting with me. And we were rolling about on the floor and he was throwing me up in the air. And we were doing high fives. And his wife was sort of sming, sat in the background. Um, maybe like a little bit like my mum, my actual biological mum used to do. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I like this dude. And I remember also thinking to myself, this is, if this dude does like me and he wants to tame me, then this is a way to get away from the beatings that I was receiving in foster care. So, this is episode number one. Uh, I normally shoot about 20 minutes worth of episodes because um, of the limited conversion rate that I have got. Um, only allows me to transfer that much data at the um, transfer that much from video to uh, audio format at the moment until I buy some better software. But part two will be up soon, um, and I will continue this journey of foster care and foster system, and I'll continue the journey of actually me being in adoption and how that went, um, and then I'll talk about the adoption surface in a little bit more detail and why I think it's broken and what maybe we could be doing to repair it.